You're listening to Young Honest Mother, the podcast. Here, we'll chat about all things marriage, motherhood, and modern home economics, in all honesty. I'm your host, Maurice Young. Welcome back to another solo episode of Young Honest Mother, the podcast. In today's show, I'm opening up about a recent discovery that mothering has revealed, and I'll be sharing more about how I'm working through this challenge. So just to take things back a little bit, as a little girl, I used to daydream about motherhood and what it would be like to raise a child. I wanted to be a mom, but I was completely unaware that I would be tasked with becoming that woman I had always envisioned. And in all honesty, becoming a mother is an incredible journey in self-development. Many things about mothering have, of course, been instinctual, but I've also been presented with countless lessons that have offered me the opportunity to either level up or stay in my own way. So in other words, becoming a mother is a continual process that invites intense emotional, mental, and spiritual growth. And on top of that, it's all happening at exactly the same time that we're responsible for guiding our own child and or children through these developmental leaps of their own. It's definitely a dance unlike any other. For me, motherhood has revealed many blind spots and shortcomings I didn't know were there and ones that I used to pretend not to see. But, but children have a special way of shining a light on those areas. And so from pregnancy to postpartum, both literally and metaphorically, my very being has been stretched and tested and refined. And as much as I want to avoid this discomfort, I constantly have to remind myself that being pushed beyond my comfort zone challenges me to grow. And these phases, these growing pains, they do come and go. So after a big swell in energy, things always settle back down again at least until a new wave of understanding crashes over me yet again. And so right now I'm definitely in a phase of trying to find my footing amidst this deluge. So at the time of this recording, Milo is two and a half. And while his vocabulary is quite extensive, you wouldn't know it because the main two phrases that leave his lips these days are, no, 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 or I don't want to. And they're usually screamed rather than spoken. Obviously, he's two and a half, right? So age two is a tender time in early childhood development. It's the phase in which a child begins to differentiate his or her sense of self from that of the mother. And it is underscored by a great desire to be more independent and to assert one's individuality. It's a time when limits are tested and boundaries are explored. It's a time when the toddler is trying to figure out where they end and the rest of the world begins. And it's confusing, understandably. And so I'm coming to view this stage as what seems to be the human's first identity crisis, perhaps. And it's not easy for neither the child nor the parent. And age two has been particularly triggering for me. And um, as Milo grows up, I'm realizing that with every age, 
it's like I'm transported back into being that same age. I experience many of his milestones vicariously through him, and it's like I have the opportunity to reprocess some of the unintegrated experiences from my own childhood. I wrote more about how I've been reparenting my inner two-year-old in a blog post on younghonestmother.com, and so I'll link to that in the show notes so that you can read more into what I mean. But this current phase of Milo's overt disobedience have escalated things to a whole new level. And I've had to come to terms with my own role and what feels like a never-ending tug of war. And here's what I've discovered. I don't like to be the one who enforces the boundaries. I'd rather take a diplomatic approach to handling conflicts because I can better preserve my reputation as someone who is well-liked. In other words, I'm pretty reluctant to step into my own authority because I don't want to jeopardize being disliked. And it turns out, after reflecting on this for a little while, that I tend to take this position in pretty much all of my relationships, whether it's professional, platonic, passionate, and now as a parent. But here's the thing. Not stepping into my own authority as a mother doesn't actually help when raising my son. It creates a void, a vacuum of space that my toddler is tempted to fill because the truth is someone's got to do it. And if it's not me, well, it turns out that Milo is more than up for the task. I've been in hibernation mode um, for a little bit now. One, because it's winter time at the time of this recording and my energy is naturally much lower, I'd say, this time of year. But the second reason is what's really been throwing me for a loop. I can no longer ignore that my reluctance to step into my own authority as Milo's mother is creating a confusing and sometimes contentious atmosphere within our family dynamic because Milo has gotten the idea that he's in charge and that it's okay for him to tell us what to do but um, we can pretty much forget about trying to direct what he's up to. And obviously, that's imbalanced. It's been a really eye-opening situation um, to come to this realization. And if I'm being honest, it's been pretty embarrassing too. I mean, I've definitely gone through a period of feeling guilty and upset with myself for letting things get so out of hand. But At the same time, I couldn't really tell that we were heading for this path. I was afraid to be too aggressive or domineering or authoritative. And so I lurched in the direction of being like a passive negotiator of sorts. And it's just not working out. It's not what's best for our family. And I realize that now. And so I'm choosing not to wallow because I know that all is not lost and that I still have time to help right the ship. So how am I turning things around? Well, for starters, I've been reading and enjoying every word of the book Rest, Play, Grow, Making Sense of Preschoolers or Anyone Who Acts Like One by Deborah McNamara. And I'll link to it in the show notes that you can check it out for yourselves, but it's been an excellent resource to have during this phase. 
And I've also been sharing my discoveries with my husband instead of avoiding the difficult conversation of acknowledging that I don't like how I've been handling things. And beyond that, I'm taking the time to really treat myself with love, compassion, and if you tuned in to episode 25 of Young Honest Mother, the podcast, you know now that my one word theme for 2020 is honor. And so I'm taking the time to honor my path as a mother and the things that I've learned. I, instead of bottling up all my frustration, I'm writing about it or speaking it aloud like I am here. And I've been treating my body with greater respect instead of holding on to all the tension and hoping that by chance it just diffuses itself. So I have been in long hot baths very often um, during this phase. And I'm just letting myself kind of process that, wow, okay, I had this realization. And then as I'm reading this book, and having conversations with my husband, I'm starting to develop my own understanding of how I've been doing things in the past versus how I'd like to continue things in the future. And lastly, I'm also making peace with the fact that it's okay that I'm learning as I'm going. You know, I tend to be someone who's very much um, on the side of wanting to know everything about an experience before actually experiencing that experience. Case in point, when I was in college, I would pretty much freak out on day one of the semester because I'd get to class, the professor would hand me the syllabus, and I would look at it as a list of all of the things that I didn't know yet, and I would start panicking. Like, oh my gosh, I'm in this class and I don't know anything on the syllabus. And um, since I met my husband when I was a sophomore in college, he was around to see me freaking out (laughs) about this. And he was also there to calm me down and to remind me that it's okay. I didn't actually need to know everything on the syllabus. The point of taking the class was to learn what was on the syllabus. And I can see major similarities between that and motherhood. You know, the point of motherhood is for me to learn these things as I embark on the process of becoming a mother. Every single day, I'm learning something new. And it's really not an exaggeration. You know, there there are um, so many discoveries to be had and so many realizations to be brought to light. And it's okay to not have known everything before we became mothers. So that's where I am right now. It is, um, it's something, it is definitely something, but, um, even though it's a work in progress, I'm definitely not saying that I've turned things all the way around just yet, but I am thankful for the discovery and the realizations that have followed because this shift in my mothering will allow me to take better care of my son and myself and my family. So now I want to hear from you. How do you step into your own authority, whether that's within marriage, motherhood, or modern home economics and beyond? I'd love to hear your take on how you own your power. And that's it for this episode of Young Honest Mother, the podcast, which means it's time for you to join the conversation. 
share your thoughts on social media, and tag me at Young Honest Mother. And then pass this episode along to friends and family who need to know that they're not alone on this journey either. Until next time, I'm your host, Maurice Young.